0: For those listening for the first time, I have my first sponsor, and I could not think of a better one than mempool.space, a fantastic Bitcoin block explorer. We are still using Wiz's mempool here, but like most things in my life, I'm moving towards free and open source software, and you get that with this Bitcoin block explorer. So you do not need to trust Wiz's mempool, i.e. mempool.space. You can easily host it yourself. More to come on this front at the park in 2023. But Mempool is becoming much more than your traditional block explorer. It is becoming a multi-layer explorer from Layer 0 Mempool, Layer 1, the Bitcoin blockchain, Layer 2 Plus, like Lightning, Liquid, and more. And that more part is for those interested in Bitcoin mining. They have a robust mining dashboard, which I check every day. So give it a shot yourself at mempool.space. My second show supporter, and it is Blockstream Jade. Blockstream Jade is an open-source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Layer 2 assets on Liquid, such as stablecoins and security tokens. I personally only use my Blockstream Jade for storing Bitcoin, but that is me. Blockstream Jade houses a camera and full-color display, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. You can scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease and peace of mind. You can manage your assets from mobile or desktop with Jade-compatible wallets such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and my personal choice and favorite, Sparrow. Go to blockstream.com forward slash Jade,
1: J-A-D-E, to learn more and also buy one if you're so inclined. If There is a way to kind of take people that are currently... You know doing this work and just educating them enough on bitcoin so that it doesn't seem like a huge hurdle for them um i think that just provides an avenue for um just like we try to educate on the bitcoin side broadly um if you can take people that are already doing accounting already doing bookkeeping and just give them a, a few resources um i think that opens up the kind of the ecosystem to a better more knowledgeable accounting industry right uh, so I'd love to be able to do stuff like that over the course of the, the next few years. Welcome to the Builders in Bitcoin
0: Podcast, a podcast about the people who bring Bitcoin to life. I'm your host, Rod, and I go by the handle BitKite on Twitter. And I'm also on Naster. You can find my NPUB pinned to my Twitter profile. My guest this week is Joe Wood, CPA and founder of Satoshi Pacioli Accounting Services. Joe is leveraging his 15 years of professional accounting experience to help businesses using Bitcoin achieve efficiency and peace of mind through bookkeeping, tax reporting, and financial planning services. In this episode, we discuss and dig into the importance of having an accountant who understands Bitcoin, being a resource in the community, the positives and negatives of being a sole proprietor, and a lot more. I really enjoyed my conversation with Joe, and I hope you will too. So let's just jump right in.
1: Joe Wood, welcome to the Builders in Bitcoin. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. A couple of days here at Bitcoin Park. It's been a great experience. Looking forward to
0: this. Thanks, man. And thanks for like doing this kind of impromptu uh, Builders episode. Um, I have a million personal questions Uh, As it relates to the number of businesses, and I promise you, I'm not going to ask them all and take advantage of you and make this a free consulting session. But no, I I really appreciate it. And I know you've given a a lot of your time, especially with a number of members of the community here this past uh, couple of days. So it means a lot. So thanks again for coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fire away. (laughs) So even before that, um, how did you get into Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, my journey was kind of, you know you know, I was easy for me to get in of like, you know, I heard about it. it It's always one of those things where people say like, oh yeah, I saw Bitcoin. I didn't buy into it. Like I thought it was a scam. Like I actually never really went through that phase. I was always kind of open to it of like, hey, this seems really cool. This seems like a good option. Um, But not necessarily going down the rabbit hole of like, actually, how would this work and really learning a lot about it. And so like, I'd be like, Oh, I'll put a little bit of money and just kind of see what happens. Um, But it was like, you know, not enough incentive for me to really learn deeply about it. Um, But then over the course of the years, you know, it goes up a little bit more, it goes up a little bit, you pay it more and more attention, goes back down, you stop paying (laughs) attention. Um, And so like, really, for me, though, it was You know, especially with the pandemic, spending more time at home, listening to more podcasts, a lot more content was coming out around then. Um, And so it was just a slow evolution of like, hey, buy a little bit, you know, 2014, 2015, not really doing anything. Um, And then, you know, learning more, you know, having it not die Uh, It's just a slow progression for me.
0: Yeah, and then 95% of your material net worth is in Bitcoin over time for you just sitting there just... I mean, it ends up
1: like (laughs) accumulating, right? I mean, it's just like you really get attached to it. You don't want to sell it, like, you know. So I absolutely love that. And
0: now to go into the business, which I'm I'm super enamored by because (laughs) I'm enamored by accounting. People are like, what the heck are you talking about? This is such a pain point now, and I'll I'll maybe back up and explain what we've been working on and I've been working on specifically, but there's a number of businesses that we're running. So one of which is Bitcoin Park. I personally have some mining businesses and then some other things going on, all of which I'm trying to operate on a Bitcoin standard or at least have any, if there is ever any cash flow from this to actually preserve my wealth in Bitcoin. But I'm also accepting Bitcoin. I'm also using Bitcoin. I'm all, doing all these things. Now, setting up the proper accounting system has been one of the bane of my existences. I'm freaking chewing glass and f- trying to figure this out. But it's been very, very difficult. And I just can't – I, I I'm, don't feel the 100% comfort that I'm doing everything properly. Even though the effort and intention is there, it's like, you know – I want that green check of like, oh, yeah, everything is proper. You're good to go. Yeah. So before we get into like how you're consulting, what's in the name, by the way? The Satoshi Pacioli, did yeah. I pronounce that correct? Correct. Yeah, what's in the name?
1: So Satoshi, obviously everyone who's listening to this will will be aware of. Um, and then similar to that is uh, the Luca Pacioli was the father, essentially modern accounting uh, he was alive in the 1400s during the Renaissance in Italy. Um, and essentially, you know, he kind of put together different methods that local vendors were using there. And it's essentially double entry bookkeeping that was, you know, he he termed it, he was a mathematician. And it's the same as basic accounting procedures that you we use today. And so it's been something that was kind of created, put together, in the renaissance and something that's lived on for 500 years. And so I think you can make that analogy to what Satoshi did with Bitcoin and money. Um, and so putting those two together, and I think if we're sitting here, you know, not us, but 500 years from now and they're using Bitcoin, um, I think you'll see radical changes uh, in the world. And like I think Bitcoin or accounting uh, did that from the renaissance and, you know, really sped up the way the businesses could translate what they were doing into numbers and, and communicating those messages. that That's so dang cool. And so you obviously are an accountant.
0: Yes. And so you've been doing this professionally for a number of years. Yes. And then decided to become a
1: Bitcoin focused accountant.
0: Correct. And so how has that been
1: working out, by the way, for you? Yeah, it's been... It's been really interesting. I've learned a lot. Um, How so, by the way, learning a lot? I'm curious. Um, honestly, learning a lot on kind of the business side and setting up and what it takes to kind of go out there, find clients. Got it. Um, and that like, I've been doing accounting for 15 years. Like I understand the accounting stuff like that kind of, that comes easy, right? Um, but going up, like setting up a business of my own, um, like going out, reaching out to people, uh, finding out how to set prices, finding out like how to like find your niche for the market, what services you actually want to provide. That's kind of been trial and error for me. Um, and so going over that, that period, like it's just been something that I thought would be, oh, that would just be easy. Like I'll get a c- couple big clients. I'll just do this. Yep. And it, it's been very different from that. So, so you worked at
0: a bigger firm, never on your own. And so this is the first time working on your own.
1: Yeah, exactly. So ever my, my, all my career, it was either in, you know, private companies, uh, or, or public accounting. Um, and so this was not just move into the Bitcoin space. This was move into running your own business space as well. Buddy. I absolutely
0: love that. We need more entrepreneurs. It's kind of like, we need more people contributing to open source. We need more, uh, and I hate using the word small business, but like, we just need more entrepreneurs that just have businesses that, you know, provide yeah. value.
1: Yeah. And I, I think those, the that thinking goes along like with the the bitcoin rabbit hole of just like hey i want to be in charge of what i'm doing i want to be in charge of my schedule i want to be in charge of my day um and so like i can i can go work for a company make a good wage and go home but is that is that really why I want to spend 40 hours of my time, 50, 60 hours of my time every week? Or do I want to kind of build something that I, I think is important and work with people that I, I, I think are doing good work? Totally. And I, I echo this a lot on this pod and elsewhere in
0: IRL, your time, capital, and reputation. Where are you spending your time? Where are you investing your capital? And where are you providing your reputation to back all, back it all up? Um is mission critical, and then honestly, tying in your passion with your expertise in Bitcoin, and this is a a big need in my humble opinion. And I do think not to give you some unsolicited two sats advice, but the just the consulting on the existing systems that they may ha- business owners may have in place from the bookkeeping side and then the tax side is people may want to be like, oh, I do want to accept Bitcoin, but it paralyzes them because they can't fit it into their existing uh, systems to properly account for it. So then they just stop. Whereas maybe you can come in and provide that unlock to say, hey, if you do set up an ibex or you do set up a BTC pay server and you start accepting, here's how you would set up the, for example, in the States, like the sales tax and how you would pay that off or put it into uh, your bookkeeping system or whatever that may be. I think there is a huge
1: opportunity in that world. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I've seen a little bit of that. It's interesting in that for the, the smaller businesses, it's kind of easier to get that message across of like, hey, you can do this. We might spend a little time up front, um, but once we kind of do it, we set up the right processes. It won't really be all that different. And in some cases, it can end up, end up being easier. Um, but the larger that business is, the more they have their their current system set up and it's ideally running smoothly, right? Yep. And then you want to like put Bitcoin in that and like it will throw everything off and they'll have to reorganize everything that they're doing. And so like when you're a large organization, you might have a accounting staff of five, six people, Um, obviously up to, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations. Like that's going to be really hard for them. They don't like change, I don't think. Right. And so it's like, you know, making this small little tweak and it's like everyone in their accounting department is going to freak out and like, hey, this is not how we do things, right? Versus if you're small, you got a couple employees, you know, up to, you know, 20, 30, like those changes you can do relatively easily. Um, and especially if you plan and think through it before you start doing it. Um, it's not as bad as I think people expect it to be. Totally. And then the other cool thing I think for you,
0: especially, is, you know, Bitcoin so for me we have uh, personally have a bookkeeper and then an accountant and then another account explaining B- bitcoin and then the treatment of bitcoin or hey this is how we've received this bitcoin this is you know xyz i think classification And just that back and forth of my time investing in these resources to educate them where I could potentially plug and play you to either provide that consulting service overlaid or provide you as the bookkeeper, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, make sure I'm not like overselling you or underselling you. Um, And you could then be that full stack for a lot of these business owners. And the cool thing is like, yeah, like we got an existing system and I'm I'm a Bitcoiner, so I want to just make it better with Bitcoin. So I'm obviously a bit different, but those that are starting new businesses probably want to just have like a quick chat with you just to say, Hey, here's like the five best practices maybe to set up.
1: Absolutely. And I, I want to do stuff like that individually with business owners. Um, I also just probably need to put some content together of like a one page or where it's like, this is the stuff that like, when I talk to people, like everyone kind of has these questions. And so like it's a ready thing that people have. So maybe that gets them 90% of the way there. Right. Um, And then, I mean, you touched on this as well of just like, if there is a way to kind of take people that are currently, you know, doing this work and just educating them enough on Bitcoin so that it doesn't seem like a huge hurdle for them. um, I think that just provides an avenue for um, just like we try to educate on the Bitcoin side, um, broadly, um, if you can take people that are already doing accounting, already doing bookkeeping and just give them a, a few resources, um, I think that opens up the kind of the ecosystem to a better, more knowledgeable accounting industry. Right. Totally. Uh, so I'd love to be able to do stuff like that over the course of the, the next few years. Do, do you have a blog or anything like that? I have a website and I'm put working on posting more and more content yeah. on there. Um, really just as a resource for, you know, businesses, obviously, but maybe accountants as well where they can go and there's ready uh, resources for them. You got to do that. I'm okay. now pressuring you to do this. and, I, and Well, it's on a podcast, so I got to do it now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> a lot
0: of things I'm like, oh, we got to do this. And yeah. then I'm like a follow-up because life's about consistency and follow-up. And I'm definitely following. But the reason why... I love this idea is like, you're right. All the same questions that we even beforehand. I'm like, oh, can you still like do the whole not? I don't want to call it a loophole, but let's say you buy one Bitcoin at 60K and the price of Bitcoin goes down to 20K. You can sell that at a loss and then immediately buy that back in, in the, I think the, like the finance world, they call that a wash trade, which you have to wait like 30 days and like brokerage accounts and so on. But like, that's a tax advantage way of reducing your capital gains exposure by doing something like that. I didn't know that was still proper. Like having that guidance from someone now I've become more trusting of and consistently having that kind of FAQ blog post that people can then reference and push out, I think will be very helpful. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's one of those things, it's good that you asked about it and that like I remember Probably a year ago, it was like, oh, they're probably going to get rid of that this year. And they just never end up happening. But that that doesn't mean they won't do it this year. And then, you know, three months from now, you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to realize some losses. You, you sell it, buy it right back. And then you didn't realize that they got rid of the rule and you just ended up paying transaction fees for nothing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, being able to stay on top of that stuff um, and probably a million other things. Um, yeah, getting that content, having a place for people to go. And and look for guidance there. Um, now that you've kind of put me on the spot, I, I'll make sure I, I work on that. Dude,
0: I think, like, what are other, by the way, other frequently asked questions? Uh, I, I guarantee wash trades is one. What are other, like, one or two
1: that you've... I mean, the other big thing is just people are kind of aware of, like, hey, Bitcoin works a little bit differently from a tax perspective. I'm like, what does that look? When do I owe taxes and unfortunately, the answer is basically like whenever you use it for any type of payment, like that's a taxable event, and so that that's obviously going to hold a lot of people back. And so, if you have the right processes and procedures in place around it, you can track it at least. Um, it doesn't get you around the tax, but it makes it so it's not a huge burden. Where you know maybe I bought Bitcoin five times, but I used it for a hundred transactions. Um, if I had to go back and look at that over the course of the year, it's a big pain. But if I was tracking it along the way and said like, all right, every time I used it, I had – this was a transaction and this is the gain or loss I recognized. Even just having an Excel file for that makes that relatively straightforward. Dude, that's my
0: problem there. It's like an Excel file. They may, it's easy to say an Excel file or a Google Sheet. But motherfucker, like, I have, like, sheets, rows upon rows of stuff when I'm using it and trying to track it. Yeah. And I don't have a good system of having, you know, I mean, I guess it's just, like, you sum it up at the bottom and then it's like, all right, gain or loss. And then you just submit, you know, maybe that's, like, what I need to be doing. And I know you're well, shaking your head like,
1: ah, yes and no. But, yeah, I mean, it really does get to when are you doing your accounting? What what are your – uh? What's your timetable there? If you're doing it monthly, um, you can just say, like, hey, I'm looking at my books on a monthly basis. Here's my transactions. I'm going to maybe it's spending a couple hours on it every month. And you say, like, all right, here's what I'm recording it. And my gain or loss for this month was X amount. Um, and then you have that set. And then you don't need to go back and touch that again. You It's in there. You don't need to worry about it. You have the documentation somewhere that you can reference later on. But making it a uh, whether it's a monthly, weekly procedure, like, that's the key to get into.
0: The good and the bad of this whole thing is there's so much wiggle room and if you make the reasonable effort, I feel like, and it's defensible, you know, whatever three letter agency that's coming after you, which probably is going to be coming after me because I have Bitcoin in every single fucking name of mine, which I do not recommend, uh, to those listeners when they're starting a Bitcoin business to just leave the board Bitcoin out of it. Um, is all right. I made every reasonable effort based on the information I have at hand to play the game the way I think it's uh, meant to be played, such that I can hold Bitcoin and preserve my future purchasing power. But it just the number of cycles mentally that I go through just to think through it all—it is paralyzing. And I, I do like the idea of a monthly, um, like close the books on a monthly basis uh, rather than a quarterly basis, and you kind of get a, a a snapshot and we just timestamp it you know, in our own quote-unquote internal blockchain and just say, "Yeah, this is
1: our immutable ledger. We're done here. Exactly. And go on about life. And I, I think that's a really important point there when you talk about, you know, the IRS or whoever. Um, it's really important to think through the fact that, like, they could come after you for whatever you, they want, right? Um, and the key, part of the key at least, is saying, like, "What I, here's what I submitted, right? And here's my documentation for it. And so, like, they can come back and say, like, the way you did that is wrong and mm-hmm. you owe us extra money, right? But what you really want to avoid is the interest and penalties that they would assess if they say, hey, you didn't make any attempt or you intentionally did this wrong. Um, you want to stay out of that area. It's, so yeah, let me break that down because
0: if I make the intention and I'm trying to do it and then they're like, you did it wrong, right. you don't pay interest
1: or penalties on that. I would have to check on the interest, but the penalties you shouldn't have an issue with. And so it's like the penalty is for you intentionally did something wrong or you, you were not attempting to do it correctly versus like, this is my best attempt that I brought this money in. Here's how I valued it. Here's what I recorded. They're not going to blame you for not being a great accountant. I mean, if you have a CBA doing it, like they have separate issues that they have to address there. But if you, if it's you doing it personally and you make an error there, like they're not going to ding you on that heavily. Here's my other problem with you, which is not you specifically, (laughs) but in general,
0: the accounting whole world, especially with Bitcoiners is like, I have to give you trust to like open up my, my, not only my Bitcoin bank accounts, my like Bitcoin wallets, like my Bitcoin POS, like you get a lot of information, you know, so how do you deal with the whole privacy side? And like, I mean, client relationships yeah. obviously are,
1: you know, they have their own walled gardens. I get I get that. But yeah. for you personally, how do you deal with that? It's one of those things where I don't have a great solution for it right now. I mean, it's obviously there's there's building trust in a community um, and there's reputation risk of like, hey, I find out about all your information and I go tell somebody. Like, obviously, you're not going to be happy about that and you're going to make sure that everyone else knows that. Uh, I did that right and so that is a shield against that a little bit but you still like that doesn't help if you're the one person that like I go around and share your information um it's kind of one of those things where it's a paradigm shift of that's the way we work in the current world of like you go you send your stuff to the CPA like they have your information everyone else has your information as well um I think there's some options that you could look at to say like How do we do this? Where could you could you set up a system where it is you have an accountant, you trust them, they have a reputation score there. Um, They're ultimately going to need some of your personal information, Mm -hmm. but how how can you reduce that? Um, But I don't have a great solution for the fact that like when you see somebody's financials information, it's not really just how much money they have, right? It's like Everything about their life. It's like, what are you doing? What are you spending your time on? What are your relationships there? Like, it gets kind of it gets really personal really
0: quickly. So here's my two recommendations. One is like just standard operating procedures, having mutual NDAs in place with each of your clients. I think that's like uh, really uh, a good start. And then second, and you're doing this probably already, which is like eating and breathing the privacy aspect of like securing your own data and making sure that your clients data is properly secured uh as well because whether it's quickbooks access or this access you know like even the some things like 2fa and a bunch of other stuff um and you're doing this i'm just speaking out uh around this because this is a potential blocker for a number of us that are like i just don't want i mean i'll do my Google sheets and I'll do my best effort here and then give an output to my tax accountant to then provide, um, there as well.
1: I I think something, and I, I don't know on the technical side as much, but if you could set up something where, um, you, you had, I'm just going to call it Dropbox, even though that wouldn't be the great solution. Um, you have a Dropbox there that, you know, your CPA can access, they can go in there to the extent that they can't copy or duplicate anything out of it, they can just see into it. Um, And then after a certain period of time, they lose access to it. Um, There's some issues there on the accountant side of like, they need to have records to be able to go back and say like, here's why I filed what I filed for you. Um, But like having it so that like it minimizes trust to the extent that you need to get that information filed. I know.
0: It's a blessing and a curse because you want to be able to have all those transaction IDs such that you can then say, Hey, this is my, again, at the time I was doing this, this is what
1: I did and why I filed it the way I filed it. Yeah. Then you're like, I don't, okay, done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, going back to when I was in public accounting, like we'd have audit files and they would go back a number of years. I'm like, you, you would need that to reference. to like there's new people doing it. Like you need to go back and see the history of it. And like, You can't really lose that, but could you make it more private so that, like, you're not giving – there's not information in there that doesn't need to be in there. Yeah, maybe there's a way where you can just
0: have, like, one layer of, like, obscurity around the transaction ID, and then if you really needed to unlock it because you were audited, then you could unlock it at the client level. Um, Again, just uh, an idea. Uh, What is the time period around – isn't there, like, a 10-year period where you then – after 10 years, you can't get audited or? Uh,
1: I believe it's seven. Seven. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, cool. So just start ticking the clock off. <laughs> like that return seven <laughs> years ago is good. I'm such a,
0: like a, a punk. I think I pay more in taxes than I don't. I'm just like, yeah, we'll lean toward just paying a little bit more because I got too many kids. I got too much going on in my life and I got a lot of headaches in my life. Um, the last thing I need is another headache around the accounting side. Yeah. Um, so again, it's not the the right answer. I, you know, uh, you should pay as little as you can in taxes, in my humble opinion, uh, and set up the right procedures such that you uh, personally can take home as much money to provide for your family or do whatever you want in life. But it's just it's just this like weight over your shoulder, especially in the Bitcoin world of like, all right, uh, waiting for somebody to knock on the door and say, "Hey, show me your books and you know, yeah. give me more money."
1: Yeah, and I mean, kind of in that that stream of like you know, I do my own taxes. I feel pretty comfortable with them. Not in that, like, everything's perfect in there. No one's ever going to ask any questions, but like, I understand what I'm putting in that form and why I'm recording what I'm recording. Um, and so maybe that's just an educational opportunity. Like if I were to work with you and say like, here's what you filed and like, here's why you should sleep well at night and like, let's go. Yeah. So like, making sure that you understand, like, here's what's actually in here. And like, here's the area where people might have questions. And like, here would be the answer to that. And it's just like, I, I I just started doing tax returns for people more recently. Um, but I've heard people like, hey, I gave this information to my CPA, he filed the taxes, and he said, this is what I owe. And it's like, that's not going to give you a great feeling of like, Here's like here's how that actually worked behind the scenes, or here's the forms that you went through, um, and the rationing behind it. And so like I think something like that could be really valuable to people. This is the product line you're uh, I recommend. Sleep well at night by Joe. Yeah, uh, product line. I'm can we, serious.
0: Can we brand that or something? You can do whatever. Take <laughs> it and run with it. But I'm serious. It's again. I'm gonna get this super right and super awesome so that I pay the least amount of taxes and and I'm I'm gonna sleep well at night. But like. Having the way I'm thinking about it, again, this is now I'm talking my book, but again, having your oversight and insight into this just to be like, and then you and I maybe have like a 30 minute conversation. We look at again in my accounting system to say, hey, this is how the, you know, how are you feeling about the business? Here's how I'm feeling about the businesses. Blah blah blah. We're going through it all. And like, cool, hey, here's all your Bitcoin transactions incoming and outgoing, and here's why that we did this tax classification and why we're submitting it this way or X, Y, and Z. Whatever questions you may have. And then I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I got a certified CPA, public accountant, who's a Bitcoiner, that gave me that extra, you know, bear hug, if you will. And to make sure he, you know, fluffed my pillow and just, you know, like (laughs) tucked me in real nice. Tom's giving me a big smile for that one. And, uh, and then, yeah, I, you know, I go to bed and get my eight hours of sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably, that's, I think it's really valuable. And it's something that like, for the people that I'm working on tax returns for this year, like at the end, like I will go through whether they're interested or not, like I'll go through with them and like, here's kind of how it works. And some people are like, I don't really care. They just file it and be done. But like, I think a lot of people will be want to be like, all right, I want to understand this. Cause like, I'm worried about the IRS coming after me. Right. And so like, you know, obviously if I'm working on a return, help you file it, um, like if the IRS comes and they want to audit you, like I would be there to support you. But like, if you feel comfortable that you would have those same answers already, you're going to feel a lot better, you know, without that IRS knocking at your door.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent, man. So you're, you're in business and how long you've been in business now? Uh, Just about a year. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah. Um, what's been the ideal client for you yeah so not some asshole like me that's got like 13 businesses that's asking you every single question under the sun always and just bothering you
1: yeah i mean i i thought my my ideal client was going to be like you know a bitcoin company that kind of needs support that you know would fill up 20 25 hours and like that would be my main client base and like i would fill it in around it um what i've kind of gotten to which has kind of been really nice of just like uh, a lot of different businesses pretty early on in their, their uh, you know, startup journey, um, you know, sole proprietors, partnerships, where I might be spending two, three hours a week on stuff with them um, and really being able to support them as they need to grow. And so like maybe it is, hey, I'm just getting my accounting system set up. What do I go? How do I get it set up correctly from the start? Um, to maybe you are you're at that stage and things are getting more complicated. Maybe you're just starting to accept Bitcoin. Um, really, in anyone in that small to medium-sized area where you feel like you're getting to a point where you need more accounting expertise, but you don't you aren't ready to hire a full-time controller yet. Um, I think there's a big gap there where you need someone with experience and knowledge. But you aren't ready to pay 100,000, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand for you know a full time person, dude. Let's go. There's probably so many Bitcoiners out there, and just so many
0: sole proprietors that. Are, that's sort of the cool thing, by the way, at the park. So our member, it's not just uh, people working in Bitcoin that are members here at the park. It is yeah. actually Bitcoin curious, Bitcoin focused people that are dentists, doctors, real estate folks, lawyers, entrepreneurs, musicians, and so on. But yet they all want to accept Bitcoin or they use Bitcoin. Yeah, and so they're like, "Hey, my," and then they got to explain to their accountant. Yeah, and their accountant's probably like, "Dude, just don't use Bitcoin. Why are you doing this, man? Like, yeah. you want to check that box and blah blah." Like, no, I don't. But I still, I want to use this, and I want to have the proper guidance. And that's where
1: you could fill fill a big gap. Yeah, and just, I mean to make a little bit of a pitch back for Bitcoin Park, I think having places like this ends up being really valuable for people of like, I think it's really easy to have, like you're a Bitcoin or you have that thought, um, but having a place where people can go and like, hey, there are other crazy people like me that are also really interested and want to make this part of their business. Um, and so maybe there's only... 50 people in Tennessee, but if those 50 p- people in Tennessee are all part of Bitcoin Park, like there's a a, a nice community that you consolidate and they learn from each other. Um, and so like maybe I end up working with one person at Bitcoin Park and give them an amount of knowledge and then they're sitting next door to somebody the next day and they're able to translate that to somebody else and like you get that information flow a lot quicker that way. So totally. like, I I mean, the last two days here, I, it's been a great experience and like I, I think that's a, a lot of the stuff that you won't necessarily see on the financials of Bitcoin Park, but it's like kind of one of that underlying value creations that you have here. Yeah, we we absolutely love that. How's it been to be working on your own, by the way? It's been interesting. Um, It's one of those things where I do miss slightly the aspect of working with people in a business. Um, It's nice working from home and having your own schedule, uh but that community aspect you you lose a little bit like were um,
0: you going into an office and then during, well
1: bef- yeah, yeah pre-pandemic i was going to an office um and so there's an there's an aspect there that i think you miss as a sole proprietor um that's not in a community where you know you're working with people face to face um but it, it is on the other side of it is like I'm meeting new people all the time, learning about what they're doing. Um, And so that's something that you just don't get. Like if you work in a company with 50 or a thousand people or whatever it is, like those are the people that you're going to be talking to every day versus like you meet a new person every week or a new person every day. Um, And they all have something slightly different that they're working on and different issues uh, that to tackle. Um, And so it's just, it's one of those trade-offs of like, just something new, exciting every day uh, versus, you know, that community aspect that you have potentially at a company, you know, depending on where you're working, that, that looks different. Um, But just different trade-offs for different setups.
0: So uh, I couldn't agree more. And by the way, one other point I wanted
1: to make and go back to
0: is people may have the altruistic view of wanting to use Bitcoin in their day-to-day life. And that's great. I've found it to be much easier to use Bitcoin especially at the park and other businesses, such that big shout out to John over at ZapRite. He's made my life so easy from sending invoices out and yeah. then collect Bitcoin and then having a system where I'm collecting all that, uh, uh, accepting Bitcoin with a Bitcoin address. It goes into our uh, River Bank account, a business bank account, and we have all those transactions there. and Then we have a monthly report. And then now I got to tie that into QuickBooks and make sure that's, you know, yeah. connection is there. And then like a couple connections. And I feel like you're this like connective tissue, if you will, of these systems amongst the Bitcoin world and the, yeah. uh, the, I'm going to call it Bitcoin world, the digital world and the freaking fiat world, the analog world. So like connecting those analog and digital world, and then just giving that last little touch, um, could
1: be pretty massive. Yeah. Just touching on ZapRite a little bit. Um, I mean, have you talked to John on your pod? Uh, yeah. Well, I I know John very yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and just, he's going
0: to come on the pod for sure.
1: Great. I mean, I think that's a great tool. I've used it. I I refer, I, you know, I refer people to it just in that like, you are, you're a Bitcoiner, you want to accept Bitcoin, um, but it's kind of a hassle if you're like, hey, pay me in Bitcoin, right? Um, and they're like, I don't want to. Um, uh, and so like having those different options on there as well, where, totally. um, the way he has it set up, like. You can have credit card, you can have Bitcoin, you can have, I think, ECH, yep. maybe wire. Um, and so it's like I want to run everything through the same system and have everything tracked together. And I don't want to have to use a different setup for my Bitcoin versus somebody who wants to pay me a fiat. Um, And so I, I think that's a really great totally. um, potential use of that tool of like, hey, I got whatever it is. 10 invoices, and five of these people want to pay me in fiat, five want to pay me in Bitcoin. I can use the same setup for all of them.
0: Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll explain to, for the audience how we've set it up here. So John, love you, ZapRite, V1, clunky, and he's working on V2 right now, um, but I love it, and I'm a power user of it, and I've created my own system with, where I create the contact first, and then create the invoice around that. On the wiring side, I have a template already set up with all our wiring instructions so even on a small invoice i'll just delete the wiring instructions in the description add the task you know go on about life and then click the check boxes for aca well not ach i do stripe the credit card and then uh, bitcoin and then put a unique uh, bitcoin address copy and paste from our river account awesome that's out the door One step before that is we like, for example, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but we're very excited to have you as a national member here at the park, but you're going to have a type form that you complete with your information and so on. Then you'll give the option to either uh, send a wire, uh, pay by credit card or pay by Bitcoin. And if it's pay by Bitcoin, cool. We get uh, whatever uh, – that's the email address or your Discord. We then send you a ZapRite invoice afterwards. Yeah. And then there's an address. And then what's cool with ZapRite is, you know, you get the payment confirmation email. So, like, you got sent it out. I think there's maybe a view. a hey, we They've viewed the invoice. They've done the first payment or uh, zero conf. Uh, payment, and then it's been confirmed on the blockchain.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. It, it's one of those things where we talk about, like, processes that need to be set up. Like, I think this is a great tool of, like, when you do that, and that's how you're accepting all your Bitcoin, all those transactions are in there, right? And so, like, I have built in my cost basis, for, like, the price of Bitcoin when I received that payment was 19250 or whatever it was. Um, And so, like, having that, like, be able to go back to it at any point in time it's just a great tool to have and totally. like I think more and more stuff like that's going to get built out and then eventually integrated into accounting systems and so like I'm not doing any of this work it's all flowing into an accounting system It's just going to take some time God bless but now here's my problem okay so you
0: pay your um, national membership you pay Bitcoin mm-hmm. great comes into our river account Alex if you're listening one labels please me familia so that then it goes into river. Then I got go to go and export into a Google sheet at the end of the month. I got to go with our bookkeeper and say, oh yeah, that was Joe's national membership for this line item and yeah. then blah, 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 and then blah, blah, blah. And then if we, by the way, we, you haven't run a business, you know, with Bitcoin, if you're not selling Bitcoin, because you have yeah. to pay your expenses in your local currency. So I don't care like whatever you're talking about, man, like that just to truth and so we sell all of our bitcoin every freaking month or every, almost every week and day because we're not traders uh and we have a lot of bills to pay but then i sell it you know and then there's a cap gain or loss short term yeah. but there's so much stuff that's still having outside that needs to be finessed in sheets that just gives me consternation yeah. and a little
1: anxiety and one of those things where to the extent that you want to try to reduce that yes
0: um, <laughs> Please uh,
1: something like Ibex or I, I think there's probably other solutions as well of like
0: Ibex is really good by the way about this
1: yeah so like if you knew hey if it's 100% 100% you could liquidate it turn it to fiat but like maybe you get to a point where it's like I think I have margins of 10% and I'm going to be able to keep my profits at 10% and that's going to be my Bitcoin and so you could get hey 10% stays in Bitcoin 9% in fiat and then that 9% in fiat you never have to touch right that's interesting um and so that that minimizes that work for you a little bit um or and the other thing i mean i think you're in this this world as well of like if you are paying in bitcoin to other people obviously there's work there to do but it reduces your price exposure as well of like i got in you know 10000 sats the other day and then i paid out 5000 sats like that price volatility isn't hitting you really you have to worry about the but- account
0: yeah, but yes and no. Like, so, okay, so we have a creative team in Columbia. Yeah. Shout out to the Creative Network. We love them. We pay them in Bitcoin yeah. every month. Awesome. And I actually pay them out of the River account, uh, typically on-chain because the fees were low. But we're going to bring Casey on this freaking podcast and talk about how the fees are getting on the base layer a little high for this thing <laughs> ord, Ordinals. Uh, anyways, I digress. The, um, so it comes out of our uh, River account, but then, like, I accepted, let's say, 10,000 SATs at that cost basis, and then I send those SATs, you know, doing that calculation about whether the cap gain or loss. Yeah.
1: Again, yeah, it paralyzes it, it's, me. it's one of those things where, like, you don't want to have it to be something you have to do manually with each transaction. You want to be able to look at it over the course of a week or a month and just do it as, like, one one sum. sum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, there's all these transactions. It ended up being a net. loss or whatever the case is and then like if you feel good about that information that you have in there You don't have to be like doing you're not doing work on every transaction. You have it set up so that you are Booking in one journal entry a month and you just you don't worry about it You want to come
0: back next month? We're going to the next month is the economics and incentives of bitcoin Okay, so here at the park, we were very very fortunate uh, to have the Spiral team, the LDK team, the BDK team, all here for uh, Open Source Week. We had offsites for them and here at the park and so on. They're doing a BDK workshop on Saturday, and uh, there've been a and a, there's an LDK workshop going on right now. There's a number of things around that I'd love to do. I want to do like a a coffee fireside stump the Bitcoin accountant guy. Okay, and bring all the all the heat. Okay. And all the smoke, as they like to say, and all the questions so that we can uh, kind of vet this out, um, and basically make this a workshop, okay. you know, for an yeah. hour, hour and a half, if you're up for it. I mean, yeah. I know it's like kind of free consulting and so on. Yeah. So I'm very, um, but if you're cool with that, yeah. we can do that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, especially where I'm at now, just from a, like a business standpoint, it's like, I don't want to like give away everything, but also like. I want to spend time and, like, talk to st- people about this. And I don't want to, like, nickel go die, but, like, hey, every, you know, every consultant, every hour, like, I-, I want to just meet with people to the set that, like, we're creating value for their business. And I, I think over time, like, if you're doing good work, like, it ends up paying for itself. Um, But, like, people need a place to start, right? Totally. Uh, it's, like, doing stuff like this. I enjoy doing it. Um, The fact that people would show up to learn about accounting stuff always surprises me. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to do stuff like that. Here's you.
0: how I'd approach it and similar to how we're approaching um, Bitcoin Park. Like you have a finite amount of time. You mentioned like right. the 20 hours here. You probably, How many hours a week do you personally really want to work? Right. 40, 60, right. 80, 20, I don't know, 10, yeah. 5, 1, I don't know, whatever that is up to you. Yeah. And so identifying that, like for us, when Matt and I were thinking about the park, we're like, all right, 200 people here is the max we want like can support yeah and if they were all here at the same time we'd be comfortable with 200 and that would be it so that's where we zeroed in on 200 yeah and we're like all okay, right 100 locals here if they were here all the time on both buildings on the entire campus that'd be so we had 100 locals and then 100 nationals. that's that's our our cap and the way I look at it for you, and then we provide all these open community events from our Bit Devs to our um, meet, monthly meetup to our, the, like this workshop that we'd love to open up to everyone, like and allow allow it to be as frictionless as possible to gain the knowledge of Bitcoin. Yeah, you know. And then there's other uh, like smaller summit ideas that are paid uh, events that are specific, like our mining one and our Lightning one. You may want to think about doing this as well, like what's the number of clients that you want to take on and maybe it's 10 and then those 10 are four hours per week on average and not box it in one client like me will be like 20 hours and then you got other people that are like you know 30 minutes and they're like yeah "Yeah, good joe i got the joe you know uh joe pillow um stamp of approval um and you kind of go uh go from there and yeah. then you're creating all this long tail knowledge that then is like quality lead gen coming to you over time and then you can build a business where you can maybe uh,
1: do you have staff or is it just you right now it's just me right now but yeah i mean that's something i'm thinking about as well of just like i'd love to be open this up to the fact that like you have a brand where people tr- know and trust and they know they're getting quality services there um and then you know there are more accountants out there that are bitcoiners that you know i i think would it would be tough to make that leap for most people of uh, just diving all in. But if it is like there are opportunities here and there, pick up a few hours a week, being able to work with other Bitcoiners, I think there's a real, uh, you know, interest there on the accounting side and ultimately will be a need on the the bitcoiner side. It's just a matter of how long that takes to kind of build up and get there. But um, bringing those sides together is one of my long-term goals there. Um, and, I, and I was just going to touch on going back to your previous comments, um, I, I think about like as far as your time and resources, it's not just like how many hours, but like who are you working with and, and what are you working on. I think like from what I've seen in the last couple of days, like you guys put a lot of work in here, right? <laughs> um, and so like if it wasn't like if it wasn't something that you enjoyed doing um, and like really you know you found value in you wouldn't be putting in that big effort, right? And so I think it is it is partially like, is it 40 hours? Is it 20? Is it 60? But it's also like I would be much more willing to spend an extra 20 hours a week on yeah. stuff that I really enjoy doing. Totally. So. And uh, you blur the line of like, is this actually work? And
0: I kind of sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to do this every right. single day. I roll in here and I see like – this next Bitcoin or this next like person that's like part of the community just rolling in here, working and building and creating. Do you know what the ultimate question is, by the way? I don't know that I do. Okay. Would you recommend this product or service to a friend? That's the ultimate question.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And so what's really, really cool, if you're a great service and I think you are – and I'm going to be testing this out and documenting it along the way, which is good and bad for you because I'm like a freaking high maintenance person. But, um, is like, we already, I think you, in the park, there was like three referrals of people. I'm like, Oh yeah, Yeah, he, he needs to talk to you. He needs to talk to you. She needs to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, can you guys talk? And you're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and you're like kind of like a doctor in a way. Hey, I got this <laughs> ailment on my shoulder, you know, like, what do you think? And you're like, ah, well, I'm not that kind of doctor, but like, here's my like quick off the cuff, but yeah. you
1: want to talk to this person about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, I mean, the doctor now is just interesting just to in that. Like I, I got the kind of the similar feel, I'd like sit in the bit devs the other day. I was like, <laughs> hey, there are just people that are like, it's a different language of like, there are certain things that people learn over time that like you take for granted after a while where it's like, this is not really that complicated. It's pretty straightforward. And then like you sit in a room where people are just like living that stuff every day. Um, it's like a foreign language if you, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, so it's just kind of an interesting analogy there. Um, but what was the other part of your question? Well, just
0: is, in terms of like, if you're doing uh, great work, right? like, so you may think that you're doing uh, a lot of work, quote unquote, for free. But I will say like that, Maybe yeah. like me, for example. And then all of a sudden I'm recommending you yeah. to Tom over I was, here. And yeah. then the next time, because yeah, I'm answering the question myself, would I recommend your service right. to
1: somebody? And that answer has got to be a resounding 100% yes. Yeah, And, and I think especially for service businesses, um, that's especially true. Because like, <laughs> if you are building a business where you have widgets and you sell those widgets, yeah. right? Like you're selling a product and people are like, uh, you know, they use the product, they need the product, whatever the case is. When you're like you're selling a service, like all you have is your reputation. Yeah. Um. And so like if that's a good reputation, people you're obviously going to bring more people to you. You know, you're going to get more business. Um. But if they're not like things are yeah. going to go very badly very quickly, especially in the Bitcoin community. Like it's a really pretty small community. Um. And so like word travels quickly in both directions, right? Of like, hey, I work with this guy. It was really totally. valuable. I really found you know good insights there. And it was, you know, affordable. Um, and I felt like it was worth it versus like, Hey, I spent a bunch of money. He said he was going to like do all these things. And now my records are all terrible. Right. Totally. like, there's just like, it really is a compounding effect in either direction based on the quality of your quality or services. Um, and so I, I think as long as you know that upfront, it will incentivize you to really put in a lot of effort and, and serve your clients. Well, Well, buddy, I'm excited
0: for you to come back now in March. It's already booked because we did it. We said it on the podcast. Okay. Um, And I will say this, and then I love your, like, kind of closing thoughts on where people can find you. Uh, You shot me a DM, I want to say, like, maybe, like, a year ago or... uh, And I just assume, like, A, like, by the way, I'm not DMing you for all, (laughs) like, my freaking impersonator accounts. I don't know why you're doing me, but, you know, you can go fuck yourself. Um, But... Uh, you shot me a dm and you know whatever and i just ignored it because i'm like okay you know you know i just it it. and you kept on kind of like just staying on the radar and staying yeah. on the radar and then I, I forget how we connected and i said hey why don't you just come to the park yeah. and come experience bitcoin park and then let's just chat in person yeah and you did yeah and that means a lot like right. coming you should build an online reputation definitely but also in these real life experiences like whether it's going to PubKey or Bitcoin Commons or your local meetup, you know, in Florida, yeah. um, just being there where you can shake hands and people can kind of talk to you and talk to you about their ailments and so yeah. on and get Dr. Joe to give you, yeah. you know, a quick uh, diagnostic, I think goes a long way. So I just want to say thank you so much for yeah. coming here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a, a really important point there. of Just like relatively Twitter is an amazing tool of like, There's a whole bunch of people on there and you can reach out to them and connect with them. Um, But there's still no replacement for that meeting in person, talking to somebody, sitting down with them. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's kind of part of what you're building here at Bitcoin Park, right? Like having a a place where people can meet and talk um, like that will always be really important for people. Awesome.
0: So where can people find you? We'll put this in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so basically SatoshiPacholi dot com. That's my website. You know, there's a contact form if you want me to reach out. Um, on Twitter, Satoshi Pacholi. Pacholi is P A C I O L I. Um, but yeah, if you just Google it, you'll find me there. Um, it's a still relatively unique name there. So I will be the only one out there when you Google that. Heck yeah, man.
0: Well, thank you so much, Joe. This has been yeah. an absolute pleasure. Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Joe as much as I did. Having an accountant like Joe who intimately understands both the fiat and Bitcoin systems and how taxable events affect those on a Bitcoin standard is vital to operating an efficient business in today's world. If you're enjoying the pod and want to automatically stay up to date, please like and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app and make sure auto download is on. This would also mean the world to me. Lastly, come visit us in Nashville at Bitcoin Park. Go to BitcoinPark.com. We just secured that domain name. And see all the ways to connect with us and stay up to date. Until next time.